Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by bassist, singer, founding member of the Goo Goo Dolls. We welcome Robbie Taycock. Hey, hey. Robbie, let's go Beyond the Mic. How did the pandemic change the way that you look at music? Uh, you know, man, our entire adult life, meaning, you know, from age 20, John and I have been playing rock shows consistently. Like, it pretty much never stopped, you know. Um, we'd be making records or playing shows. And uh, when the pandemic happened and our tour got canceled twice, um, that rhythm of our life kind of, like, was interrupted. And I think to me, that was the most mind-blowing thing. Like, I mean, in regards to, you know, missing the music was just how the rhythm of my life was so ingrained in, like, sharing those uh, moments with people and stuff. So um, I think uh, we we came back, and it was a little weird at first. Um, You know, you'd fly, you know, through completely masked, airports uh, onto masked airplanes and to masked vehicles and then go play a show with 3000 unmasked people that were shoulder to shoulder. Really weird, you know, like, um, but I think there was a comfort level that was sort of found and uh, we had a great summer. Um, I think people had an amazing time and uh, now, you know, we're spinning into the fall here and uh, you know, we, we seem to be trending in that same direction. So, so it feels good. Four decades of sharing your music. It's your first tour in three years. How does getting back to those arenas and normalcy help you? Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, I mean, you know, it's multifold for us. You know, obviously our way of life was kind of threatened. You know, John and I, you know, this is what we've been doing for our whole life. So, um, you know, something in the back of your mind says, wow, we may never, you know, um, <laughs> you know, we may never play again. Who knows? You know, and I mean, maybe there's no more crowds, you know, but I feel like, um, y- you know, that relationship that you have with your audience, you know, as I mentioned earlier, becomes kind of part of your psyche. And, uh, you know, even just, you know, the interaction, you know, with the people within the band, you know, and such, you know, um, you know, I, I, I think I just really missed the rhythm. Now, there are so many songs in your library, so many songs you can pick from. Talk about the difficulty in putting together a set list that makes the old school fans and the new school fans both happy. Dude, it is a nightmare. (laughs) I'm telling you. Like, uh, oh, my God. I I mean, like, no joke. Like, I mean, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, the, the full range of emotions, laughter, you know, nearly coming to blows. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's tough, man. Um, y- you know, it, it's been tough for, for 15 years. Um, you know, and we just keep adding new songs and it makes it even tougher. But I guess the thing is, is that, you know, it, it distilled down to, uh, you know, a, a great rock show. And I guess that that's what you're trying to do. So it's, it's, I can think of worse problems to have than having too many songs to play. The rock and roll lifestyle. It just isn't for everyone. How do you look back on your past and how would you change it if you could? Well, I probably would have paced myself a little bit more than I did when I was a kid. You know, um, you know, we, you know, we, we canniballed into the pool pretty hard and, and, you know, we lived pretty hard for a long time. And, you know, I had that eventual awakening that, 
that uh, the majority of musicians that are uh, lucky enough to go on in their careers, you know, have, you know, at one point you realize, wow, I'm not 22 years old and I can't, you know, uh, party like it's my last day on earth every night, you know. Um, but, you know, I guess that's part of sort of growing up over, you know, all these decades with the band, you know, you, you just sort of have to move on and understand where you are and understand what you're doing. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, try to live your best life within that. But what makes it such a different record in your mind? Well, you know, this was a, a, a different record for us, uh, with the, for the past 15 years, we, we, we had had a tendency to burn out producers. We would bring them in and John is, 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 uh, um, very, very meticulous about doing things and about his process and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, so a lot of producers, you know, they can only spend so much time, you know, making a record and they got to move on to the next thing. And so, you know, there were records where we had used, you know, three, four, five producers on a record because, you know, we just, it just took that long, you know, it took that many people to get it finished. The difference with this one was we were in a full blown pandemic, man. So you couldn't be around anybody. There wasn't even a vaccine at that point. So, uh, you know, it was just us sort of sitting in a, in a old church that we rented that was converted to a recording studio up in uh, Woodstock, New York, middle of the woods. And, uh, we didn't see anybody. We just went in there and made a record. And, uh, so it was a very different record for us compared to the last, you know, four albums that we've released. And uh, so I probably I don't think it would have happened that way if it weren't for the uh, pandemic. So uh, I think you know it's a it's a direct result, you know, of that whole thing that we lived through for sure. Robbie Taycock from the Goo Goo Dolls joins us beyond the mic, and Robbie, it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. All right. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to play? Oh, Buffalo. How has your wife, Miyoko, helped you all these years? Uh, by dealing with uh, uh, my crazy schedules and uh, lifestyle. Do you sleep on your stomach, your side, or your back? Yes. You just roll around. Yeah, you got it. I'm like, I'm like a, yeah, like roll around. I'm like the Tasmanian devil. (laughs) What's your favorite rock album of all time, but it can't be one of yours. Mm. Maybe a wizard, a true star by Todd Rundgren. Oh, I approve that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What was your first bass guitar? And do you still have it? Uh, I do not. Uh, it was an Epiphone hollow body and I bought one recently, uh, because I was so in love with that guitar and, uh, I, I, uh, definitely, uh, uh, built it up in my memory, (laughs) (laughs) but, 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 uh, but it was nice to play it again. But, uh, yeah, I had a, uh, I had an Epiphone hollow body and, uh, the first solid uh, body bass I had was uh, uh, an, an Electra. It was called an Electra bass, kind of a P bass uh, uh, copy. Do you go with the flow or against the grain of life? Uh, I generally like to go uh, with the flow. 
but our flow is generally going against the grain. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. What's the thing you love doing with your daughter? Uh, oh, God. Uh, going to the drive-in movies. So what's your favorite father-daughter movie? We we started going during during the pandemic uh, because the theaters were closed, and so one of the local, a couple of the local drive-in theaters near Buffalo, uh, outside of Buffalo, but near Buffalo, started running like ET and Ghostbusters and all that kind of stuff. So, so we started off watching that kind of stuff. Now I'll watch whatever she wants to go see, just because uh, she's going to be eleven now, and I don't know how much longer this is going to last. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, I just love being, I just love being with her. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go do whatever she wants to do. Robbie, who's the first celebrity you met that made you lose your mind? Alice Cooper. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, well, that was actually the first big celebrity I ever met, but I met him. I knew a a girl I was seeing at the time was uh, best friends with her assistant who was from, with uh, Alice's assistant who was from uh, Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we went to see him and uh, it was probably, probably 1986, probably. And uh, we went and saw him uh, 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 up in his uh, hotel suite and had dinner and, and watched Star Wars. I remember on his, uh, on a VCR that he had in his room. And, uh, I just remember sitting there and like, you know, Alice, you know, I mean, I grew up with Alice Cooper, you know, and I, I just remember sitting there and having that <clears throat> weird feeling of like, wow, this guy's just like sort of a normal dude, you know, like normal guy having normal conversations. <clears throat> and I just watched him, you know, getting his head chopped off, you know, an hour ago, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, it was just a really surreal day for me, you know, and our band was just kind of getting back together. It was just kind of getting together back then. And um, yeah, it was a great time. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another beyond the mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the good pods app. It's time for the back half with Robbie Taycock from the Goo dolls beyond the mic. Robbie, how has your relationship with John change and evolve all these years? Um, well, you know, it's like any relationship, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's moments where, uh, you're working on the relationship, uh, when you should maybe be working on other stuff, but I think it's, I think it's as important as working on the other stuff to make sure that the relationships work. And I don't know, you know, John and I know each other pretty well. And so I think, you know, we are pretty aware of kind of what has to happen, you know, um, within our organization to make things work, you know, you know, uh, so yeah. And so, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it's a bitter pill, but, you know, like we know kind of what needs to happen sometimes. And, um, so I think you need to be willing to make those sacrifices. And I think that as we grow up as people, you know, as, as, uh, you know, we, we get families, you know, there were no, certainly no families involved in this when we started out. Um, you know, our perspectives and stuff change a little bit and, you, you know, that pace has to sort of, keep up 
I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, you know, uh, perfect sense. Like, like, yeah, you know, that pace has to keep up. Like, we have to sort of keep up with each other and sort of understand where each other are at to sort of understand how things are moving forward. So, I find it, uh, I find it amazing that that we're still here and able to do this. But you know, I can't imagine it any other way. So, you know, it's yep. Robbie, where's your favorite place at home? Just to think. I have a studio, a little studio up in my house, which is just a spare bedroom, which has uh, a lot of, got a little bit of gear in it. And, uh, you know, I can close the door and, um, you know, I just sort of shut everything up. And so that's where I do interviews and I do writing up there. And, um, yeah, so uh, that's probably my quiet space at the moment. Robbie, you want to give back and create opportunities with your Music is Art project. Now, why was creating this so important for you? And who was one person that was touched by this project? Yeah, I mean, Music is Art just sort of happened. You know, um, you know, we threw a show at my studio during a, uh, an event that was happening in Buffalo, and it sort of blossomed into programming and uh, all sorts of stuff. And, I, you know, I mean... I started it, but I have to say, I don't sit there. I started it. I was, you know, integral in starting it, but I, I, I don't tend to it every day. There's a a handful of people who tend to it every day. Um, it's important because, uh, because we're able to do it. That's why it's important. So we should be doing it. And, um, you know, it's important for people to remember, you know, that everybody is not a, a, an intellectual, everybody's not a scholar, everybody's not an athlete, you know, um, some people have a creative streak in them. And, and if you can figure out the way to aim that creative streak, they'll become unbelievably happy people. And um, so that's why I think it's important. You run your own music label, Good Caramel Music. Now, what makes you go, wow, people need to hear this band? I mean, what are you looking for in a band? Yeah, you know, when, when I started the label, you know, 20 some years ago, uh, I was looking. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to find a band where people would go, wow. But I kind of I kind of got out of that. And I was almost going to shut the label down probably about 10 years ago. And I was approached by a band called Shonen Knife from Japan to perhaps release a record from them in the States. And they had been around for about, 20, 25 years at that point. Uh, I had been, been a big fan, so I decided to release their record for them, and now I think we've released probably eight, nine, ten records by them by this point. A slew of other Japanese acts as well, because I just sort of fell into that niche. Niche, yeah. You know, uh, my wife is from Tokyo, so uh, you know we were able to uh, to uh, communicate and help some of those bands come over and. Uh, you know, tour over here and release records over here and record over here. So, so the label sort of really aimed itself, uh, you know, in that direction, uh, for a little while. And, uh, we were sort of a little dormant through the pandemic, but it looks like we might have a new show and knife record coming out soon. So nice. Yeah. There's always great stories from the road. What's one where if you didn't tell it, it might be lost. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Uh, one time we were doing a, like one of those radio shows. Uh, I forget where it was. It was, I think it was in my, it was somewhere in Florida. 
there were a few acts on the bill. I think uh, Elvis's daughter was on the bill. Very cool. I can't remember the other bands, but MC Hammer was on the bill as well. And uh, we were closing the show, so MC Hammer played prior to us. And we were up on the stage playing, and there was a point in the show where I would play, because Rick James is from Buffalo, right? And we're from Buffalo. So so there was a point in the show where I would play the riff from, from Super Freak, right? Right. And, uh, yeah, and so I played the riff. And, dude, within four seconds of me playing the riff, Hammer comes flying out on the stage in his airplane pants, right? You know, his his, uh, parachute pants. And his dancers come out. Now, mind you, we don't know the song, right? So he's going across the stage. John and I are looking around going, what the hell is going on here? And uh, yeah, so it turned into an MC Hammer concert for a few minutes. And unfortunately, that was prior to uh, everyone having a camera phone because I'm sure that uh, we would have gotten a lot of mileage out of that one. But anyway, that was... uh, that was a great moment. <laughs> Robbie, how's the Goo Goo Dolls changed you? Uh, it made me what I am today, man. You know, I mean, I, I basically, you know, jumped from, you know, I was in college. I was doing this and, you know, I got an AARP card now, <laughs> you know. So, I mean, anything that happens in my life uh, has happened because of this, you know, everything. It's time for one big question with Robbie Taycock from the Goo Goo Dolls Beyond the Mic. Robbie, why does music feed your soul? Uh, uh, how does music feed my soul? Uh, well, let me put it to you another way. You have yeah. a studio in your house. You have a choice to walk past it right. or go inside and create. Why do you go inside and why do you create? Well, I, I just love the idea of being involved in a process where people are being creative. Um, so my, my day spent, you know, I write songs, I, I, I work on songs. I, I, I produce songs I help people produce songs, but I also like you mentioned, you know, uh, uh, the music is our organization, you know, it, it's, 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 it's helping to spread the idea that music is important you know, to the youth and such, you know, I have a recording studio in town, you know, um, you know, uh, I have a little record label, like all those things, uh, are things that have fed into what I love to do every day. It's like why I love to wake up every day, you know? So for me, um, I try to have most of the things I do in my life be somehow attached you know, to music and if not music, you know, some, some form of creativity, you know, and, um, uh, and I just think it gives you just a more whole and, uh, you know, a more complete life. He loves going to the drive-in with his daughter, watch star Wars, with Alice Cooper and loves <laughs> to go with the flow against the grain. Robbie Tickock from the Goo Goo Dolls. Wow, 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 wow. I would like that to be, I would love for that to be my Wikipedia entry. Somebody get on that right now. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. We'll see you at the show. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.